This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Uh, I'd like to wish a very, very heartfelt uh, thank you and express uh, words of a karsatov to Rabbi Lapiansky for uh, once again visiting us here um, this year in, in Yeshiva. Um, you know, Baruch Hashem, the, the, both the Talmudin that we've, we've had uh, from Yeshiva Greater Washington have, uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, been a very, very you know, integral and important part of our, our base medish here in Yishrei. And uh, we, we certainly always hope that the boys that are back in Silver Spring, you know, afterwards are uh, happy their, their, their new base medish properly. We hear great things about you know, what happens there um, in, the, in the Yeshiva and uh, certainly under the, the tutelage and guidance of Lopiansky. And um, that, uh, we'll call it a shutfist and working hand-in-hand hand is something that, you know, Baruch Hashem, we hope, is producing a lot of Torah and, and Kod Shemayim. Um, it's like I said before, but it is a source for us to, to be able to host um, somebody who's uh, really uh, risen up in the, um, the world of American Torah, you know, Judaism, and certainly across, you know, the world as well. And um, we should uh, take the opportunity to, you know, to listen carefully. Lopiansky, as you're, you'll soon hear, um, has a very unique way of conveying, you know, very, very important and deep ideas in a very understandable um, style. And, uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, through that, has been able to really touch and elevate, you know, many, many, many Talmidim over the past uh, many years. And uh, Be'ez Hashem, this should be the, you know, the start for you of, you know, hearing Torah from somebody that in whatever the different forms are today, whether it's live or various things that are online and available, but someone you should really be looking to, you know, to run after and pursue. I'm learning quite a bit from over, you know, your upcoming years of, of development and learning as B'nai Torah. Was it pleased that Tanu Kabbalah Torah to Lopiansky? Feelings are mutual, um, as the Yoshida said. The, the Talmudim that we send here have tremendous, grow tremendously, and do extremely well. Talmudim we, that come from here to us, Baruch Hashem, are, are gems. They, they really, Baruch Hashem, are doing very well. It's not easy when you come back here. You have the luxury of having a setting that's kolkolatayer and environment kolkolatayer. You come back. Even if you're learning full-time when you come back, you're beginning on the horizon already. There's school, shiduchim, career, parents, and so on. And the fact that these boys constantly, they keep their focused on what's important and, and learn how to handle everything and juggle everything, says a lot to the foundation that they received. We should continue being matzliach here and doing the wonderful things you would tell me that um, I'd like a little bit to understand more about um, the really, the real heart, the real essence of Golis Mitzrayim, and what it is, the Nakuda, what is that carried us through it and took us out. Also, what a pasuk. Does very l'shmos me Yisrael bo Mitzrayim, es Yaakov ish ubeiser bo. So it's awkward. This is the second half of the pasuk, es Yaakov ishu beisabo, they came with Yaakov ishu beisay. I mean, he's saying that. He's saying these are the children of Yisrael that are um, go, that went down to Mitzrayim. Okay, so start with the children. That's what your sentence is. To go back and to say um, Yaakov went with them. There's a change in name. Some are emphasizing something that it's Yaakov. So, as far as I'm saying, the, the point is 
that Yaakov, it's the Nakuda of Yaakov that went down with them. Like it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yaakov, I will go down with you and come back up with you. That Nakuda of Yaakov, whatever that is, however we'll describe it, is what stayed in Kali Yisrael and kept them um, going through the Golas out. So there's something about Yaakov's inner Nakuda, whatever it is that he gives to Kali Yisrael, that's the point that keeps them through Golas and gets them out. So in order to a little bit understand what's Yaakov's Nakuda, what is the essence of Yaakov, that is the, 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 the point that gets them out of the Golas. I want to a little bit understand Golas itself, what that's all about. It's important because every Golas that we have carries that essence. Chazal say in the beginning of Rashis, when it says the four rivers that go out, it says that Ashur is, is going to get all the Golas, this is going to get all the Golas. Each one is something about that the countries try to get money from us, countries try to get this from us. Mitzrayim, it says, is, it is connected all the Golgas, because all the Golgas are Mitzrayim as Israel. The Pashtab Shat Mitzrayim means to make Tsaris. They, they hurt, they harm, um, some, some lotion of doing bad to Kal Yisrael. But that's not a very accurate description. It's called Mitzrayim. It's called Mitzrayim. Um, the Lushen comes from the word Meitzar, like Mina Meitzar Karasika, which does not, in English, it's the translation of trouble, sorrows, um, any type of Lushen like that, is, doesn't do justice to what that Lushen is. So I'll try a little bit to explain what that is, and then we'll get back to Yaakov and see why it is the essence of Yaakov um, is, is, is the Nakuda that sort of helps us tie it over the Golas and get us into the Gula. My Rebbe Chaim Shalevitz, Mira Shiva, used to say the following point, n- not infrequently, going back to last week's Haftar, the week before. At the, in the Haftar Vayechi, it says that David HaMelech was on his deathbed called in Shlomo and he said he told Shlomo that I have a few issues to settle and I need to settle them and one of them is Shimi Ben Geira deserves to be killed he was he, he cursed the Melech at the time I did not kill him for whatever reason it was um, he was running away and whatever it is he felt he needs to understand it as an Einish for himself he said, use your Chachma. He says, V'asisa b'chachmascha. Use all of, your, of Shlomo Melech's wisdom. And make sure he does not die a natural death. That was Dover Melech's tzivu. So Shlomo says, okay. And after his father dies, he goes to And he says, okay, we've got some severe restrictions. You are not to leave your Shalayim under any circumstances. The, um, it, it, if you do leave your Shalayim, the day you leave your Shalayim, you will be killed. Now, um, Shimi Ben Geira had no um, illusions that, that Shlomo would be incapable of killing him, wouldn't kill him, or not, nothing. 
living in Yerushalayim, there were there were Jews that prided themselves um, in not ever having left Yerushalayim. It's not an uncomfortable city. It's not a bad city. It's 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 actually quite very nice. Forget about the Ruchnis even. It's it's a pleasant city. So okay. They didn't have Rav Shef in those days. They didn't have the malls in those days. It is hard. No malls, probably. It didn't. Uh, it, I don't know if they had all the new neighborhoods. But at the end of the day, Yerushalayim is still a very, very pleasant, nice city. Has all the, everything you need. So if you know if you know you under the threat of certain death to leave, nobody's right mind would leave. It's not a terrible jail where you break out for because it's so horrible conditions. It's nice. He, nothing, nothing was taken away from him. He, he was allowed to keep whatever was and 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 you know and give his normal life. He left Yerushalayim and he was killed. So if Chaim asked, not only had a Shomer Melech know, but he told him, use your wisdom, all of Shomer Melech's wisdom, find the thing that will not allow him. To, to to stay or that will that will get him into a trap where he'll get killed. Is this is this the ultimate of some else wisdom? So Chaim said yes. He said, Yerushalayim is a wonderful city, and you can stay there all your life without leaving, and there's no reason to leave. But the day that you're imprisoned in Yerushalayim. The day that you have to stay in Yerushalayim, you will do whatever it takes to break out of Yerushalayim, even at the possible chance of dying. That's what he's saying in Shmuz. What's the logic behind it? So the logic behind it is, when we speak about Bechira Chavshis, that a person has free choice, and that's his essence, it's not just choosing A or B or C. The, the, that Adam has the ability to, um, to, to do what he wants, that Adam is able to realize his self. A person's ritsonos, a person's desires and will, are almost like they're pent up in him. And the most, the, 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 the strongest force coming from inside out is that force to realize oneself. Let's take a few examples. People have a, an incredible drive to accumulate money. Why? So if you have nothing to eat, so obviously you want a few dollars to eat. Makes sense. You have what to eat, but you don't want to have to face that every morning you, you, you must you know, uh, find what to eat. So you put a few dollars away in, in your bank account. Fine, makes sense. You want to live more nicely. You have a few more dollars. But at some point, it's just about possessing the money. And if the government tells you anything over a billion dollars you get taxed on, you'll switch countries. Why? A person will push himself and push himself. If a person is oriented business, he'll push himself and, and, and you know, take great risks and so on. And the answer is... The strongest drive in a person is to bring out his potential. And whatever it takes, and therefore anything that boxes me in, 
So the idea of moving freely. So it could be I never go out of the country for vacation. But if I live in a country where you can't leave, like in the Soviet Union and Bishaita and so on, I will do whatever it takes to leave. And I'll be very upset. Why? Most people don't go out of the country. Many, I think in America, I don't know the percentage of people who haven't left America, um, might be 50% of America has never left the, uh, the United States. But if you live in a country where they say you can't leave, that means somebody is boxing you in and not allowing you to realize your potential. Even if it's something as silly as traveling. A person cannot handle that. And a person pushes against that. So we to ask ourselves, what is the strongest drive of a person? The answer is to bring out whatever he feels he can do. So a person is an entrepreneur. He's going to make one business and another business and another business another business. Even if financially doesn't make any sense. But I have these ideas. I want to realize them. That's the strongest force in a person. And that's really what free will is about. On an emotional level, free will is about the ability to express myself. And the biggest hurt, the thing that I will be most, the thing that, that will make me the most emotionally um, hurt and devastated is a, a locking in and a crippling of that. There's a reason why, you know, give me freedom or death. Does that make sense? Person, let's say a person lives very comfortably and very fine. So is freedom so important? I want to be able to express myself politically. Well, when was the last time any of us expressed ourselves politically? But if, it, if the law is we can't, then people begin to become motivated to the, to the, to the price of, of actually even, even dying for it. That is that koach nefesh of a person to realize himself to bring out his menakoach And that's why Shlomo Amalos' ultimate wisdom was understanding that that's people's strongest drive. And no matter how comfortable I make it, and no matter how pleasant I make it, the day I tell them, you cannot walk past these lines over here, that's the day when for sure he's going to try it and sentence himself to death. That was Reb Chaim's very astute observation about it. That, that, um, th- that effect of limiting somebody is called tsar or tsarus. Sadik reish means narrow. It means something which will, um, which boxes in something else. And when a person has tsarus, so there's two parts to it. One is the etzim tsara. So, I have I have an illness Rachman Atzlan. I have Parnas issue, this issue, that issue, other issue. But in the bigger level, when a person says he has tsaris, he means my life has become very very boxed in. There's 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 these all these like I'm busy all day with this. I have no time, no mind, no heart for anything else, and my and and my existence has become a very limited existence. That's called Tsaros. When Kalaisel goes into Gullus, before we even ask ourselves what are the conditions like, the fact that we cannot realize our potential, that is something which is the first Tsara. Geyazaha Ba'aratz Loilahem. 
That was the first part of it. No avodim, no inu. Just not being in their own mechitza. Being in someone else's mechitza means we are limited. When the host country tightens the noose and constricts us much more, then we really suffer. But more than the pain and the suffering, the elementary suffering is that we can't be what we want to be and what we know we are and what we want to bring out. Mitzrayim is the Russian Meitzar Yam, Svarim say it. It means to restrict, to constrict, even a Yam. A Yam is something that's, by its nature, it's Rechav. It's something that is boundaryless, sort of. It just flows all over. And it's, 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 and it's Rechavim in a Yam. A Yam represents something which needs, which is boundless. And Mitzrayim, Klal Yisrael's inside, Klal Yisrael's ruchnistic inside is boundless, and Mitzrayim circles it and chokes it and keeps it very, very repressed. I, I want to allude to another Lashon that Chazal use. Um, um, uh, uh, um, uh, they use it as a metaphor, but it so powerfully um, expresses this idea. Chalisol is called Goy Mikarev Goy, a nation within another nation. So Chazal say like a Vlad, like, like an animal that's, that's, that's a fetus in a mother's womb. That marshal is extraordinary. A fetus is everything a full-grown person or animal is. And it's in a mother's womb, and it has everything it needs. Food, you know, all its needs are met much better than outside. And yet, it, it, in the mother's womb, it can never grow beyond the size of a fist or whatever that particular animal is. And as soon as it gets big enough, it pushes its way out to be able to unfold and to become the being it needs to become. That's what the birth process is. It's when a, 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 a Balchai has become um, too big and the mother's womb, instead of nourishing and nurturing it, is choking it. It's not allowing her further. That's when the natural process of pushing out and realizing itself happens. So Mitzrayim is that type of setup. We're there. We had to develop a Mitzrayim. Akadish Baruch Hu had us, um, he needed like a Kurazov, he needed to be able to purify us. The Tsaris, the Tsaris in Mitzrayim was needed to purify us. But as soon as we got to the point we needed to get to, Mitzrayim was becoming a chokehold. And the process of getting out was akin to the process of a, a fetus breaking out and becoming its own metzias. That, that was that process. Chazal tell us about different others and their um, and, and unique facets about them and especially Yaakov Avinu. The Gemara says in Shabbos, in the Brachas, the Gemara says that the Nachla of Avram Avinu 
is big. It says that the Nachnam of Ramavinu is Kumis Alech Ba'aretz. He goes in Eretz Yisrael. Wherever he goes, that becomes Eretz Yisrael, and that becomes a Nachnam for his children. That's limited to how much a person can walk. Yitzchak, it says, Kol Ha'aretzus Ha'el. All of these Aratzos. All of these countries. That's a lot, a lot of countries. But Ha'el means designated. These. Yaakov, it says, Vachalticha Nachlas Yaakov Vicha. I will give you the Nachla of Yaakov, your father. It's called Nachla Beloy Mitzar. A Yerusha that has no boundaries. Because it says Ufaratsta. Ufaratsta means that you, br- you, you break through boundaries. You're always breaking open boundaries. So Yaakov Avinu's special Indian is a boundaryless legacy. Each of gave us something great. Yaakov's Mida is the Mida of not being bound by anything. So let's look at three mitzvahs, three inyanim that have that designation. The, um, the, the Sfarim use, it comes off of Sehi Yitzira, but the Sfarim, the Sfarim use this constantly, that all things in this world, are, this world has three dimensions to it. Place, time, and what's called nefesh, essence. Um, so, th- th- and, and there's kedusha for each one of these. There's there there there. Each one of these facets um, de- define a certain basic aspect of the world. Olam shana nefesh is called. In terms of all mitzvahs, are clearly designated mitzvahs. They have their boundaries. They have their, their, their description, and that's what they are. Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz Teva Urechava. Eretz Yisrael is called Rechava because it has no boundaries. Eretz Yisrael is not boundary. It's, it's because every time there's a kibush, there's only Mitzrayim, there's only Bavel, there's Surya, there is... Um, it, 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 the, the, it's, Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz Tzvi, because it expands to fit the inhabitants. So that means it's not the borders that, that lack in the people, it's the people that determine the border. So in the world of Makom, Eretz Yisrael is a Makom that has the sense of being without Mitzvah. And Yaakov Avinu was the Paratzda. In Zman, in time, it says that Kedusha Shabbos, and to a lesser degree in a sense, Kedusha Yom Toivim, Kedusha Zmanim, because Shabbos has Toisefes Shabbos, Shabbos has a fixed time that has to be, but it can break through. You can start Shabbos an hour before, finish an hour later, two hours before, two hours later. Shabbos, Toisefes Shabbos means that we have the ability to enlarge the boundaries of Kedusha Shabbos, so Chazal say that if somebody is ma'anig the Shabbos, 
he's zoicha to the nachas Yaakov nachli mitzorim, and again the the I, I'm I think the Ben Yehuda says it that the reason is it's a zelumaser. Shabbos kedusha Shabbos can expand through Taisvish Shabbos, so b'meila the zmanim the nachl of Yaakov is a nachl that so it's a kedusha zman, but it's not boxed in. With the shkia, with the, with the, with the, with the shkia on one side, and says come the other side, it can flow, it can expand, and that and Chazal say if you ma'anik Shabbos, you're zocher to that nachlabel mitzvah. One more area. All mitzvahs have some shear to them. Some mitzvahs don't have an exact shear, don't have an exact measure. Of those mitzvahs. Talmud Torah transcends all of them in its boundlessness. It's Vagizva Yom Velayla. It has no physical gvulas. It's it, it it transcends. Every mitzvah has a lulav has to be a lulav. Esrig has to be an esrig. There's a shear, a minimal shear, and so on. But Torah transcends any boundaries. You can't impose any problem for a person. That wouldn't allow him to learn. The Rambam makes it very clear that everybody's chayim Talmud Torah, Asher, Oni, Bal Yisur, and this and that. What about other mitzvahs? Well, if a person can do the mitzvah, I, I you know, then then he's chayim that also. The answer is Talmud Torah has a special quality to it and a special emphasis that it transcends any type of boundaries put to it. And therefore, he makes it. He he says the the essence of Mrs. Talmud Torah is that it does not suffer being limited, and therefore, a person Luma said the person has to do. There's no there's no excuse for it. There's nothing limiting. I want to add another possible connection to this, uh, an understanding about Torah and its boundlessness and so on. We're born with physical abilities and limitations. We're born with mental abilities and limitations. There, you can test a person, a person, you know, a person can take an IQ test and with different measures of, of abilities, and we can get a sketch of, of a person's cognitive abilities one way or another. In mitzvahs, if we have a limit, then it, 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 we, we don't go past that. That's what we have. How much stock can I give? A, as much money as I have. That's it. And Chazal said you shouldn't give it all. Chazal said give more than Chomish and so on. How much, um, if, if no estrogen grow where I am, there's not going to be estrogen there. And so on. If, 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 you know, if a person asks for chesed to help with something, I can't, then I can't. Physically, I can't lift the thing it needs lifted or whatever it is. I'm not going to do it. Talmud Torah has more than that. Many people whose abilities seem to have been limited when they started the process are remarkably changed with Talmud Torah itself. So I, I'm not talking about going from where you are to where you are, but there's a lot of room to expand between the two markets. I, I, I don't know you, but I assure you there's plenty of room. And one of the most um, surprising things. One of the things in, in, in a shiva where people learn seriously and, do, and follow through, most of the time people seem to have grown in ability as well as an accomplishment. 
In many other subjects, you can pretty much gauge where a person will go to, and you can be unmarked. There's a reason why universities use different tests, and, and you know, if, if they wouldn't work, they, they would toss them out. You can gauge a person getting a grade like this, we'll probably do like this in, in whatever the coursework is. In learning, the surprises are many, and I think it has to do a lot with that uh, um, special facet of Torah that it transcends Gvulis. It's part of that Firatzta. The three of us are commonly given as Avram is Kenegav Chesed, that's an obvious one. Yitzhak is Avoda, he was Kolkuli, he was a carbon himself, very, that's obvious. And Yaakov Vino Kenegav for this reason, he learned 22 years without boundaries. No day, no night, didn't sleep, nothing. The Nekuda of Yaakov and his particular facet of Kedusha is what Kal Yisrael carried in them, which did not allow Mitzrayim, did not allow Tsaras to cripple them. If you take a rack and you cut it to size, it's forever cut to size. If you take a, a spring and you press it, as long as you don't break it, it will spring out as strong once you let go of it. Of all the facets of Ruchnius, Talmud is the one that has that strongest ability to be able to break out and realize itself in ways you could never predict from what was there before. So the, the Nekuda of Yaakov that went down with them to Mitzrayim was this Nekuda. Yaakov's essence was a Kedusha that is not affected by boundaries. And, and even in, in, in the years that we've, you know, in, in our history, a lack of money impairs a person to do mitzvahs. If I have no money, I can't give it stucker. If I have no money, I can't afford tefillin. For, for many hundreds of years, people would borrow tefillin. If I don't have money, I can't buy a little venestry. Again, people, there'd be one little venestry around. That's the mitzvahs of it. People didn't make Kiddush on wine because... They couldn't afford. In Europe, a grape was, was extraordinarily expensive, and for Sturm, they would, they would make wine out of raisins. That was the Metzias. So the lack of money affected our Kima mitzvahs and squeezed, squeezed it to a minimum. It never affected Talmud Torah. Yes, some people could, couldn't do it, but Gedoli Yisrael um, never were affected by it. I, I, it's, it's incredible... Um, the poverty that that many Dolias lived over the centuries, and it's incredible the toy we have from them. I mean, if you take a look at the Mangan Avram, in uh, the Mangan Avram is the the Nosekeli of Orachayim. The, the Mangan Avram is the is really the foundation of halacha. In Chassidish Yeshivas, it's Mechaber Mangan Avram. The Mangan Avram is incorporated by Hative and Mishabura. He started Mangan Avram. Mangan Avram is is the most fundamental policy. If you take a look at the Mogan Avrams in the older editions, they're full of Rosh It's an incredible Rosh And the reason is because every drop of ink was precious. It was expensive. He, he wrote it with chalk. He wrote it with, with, with coal. He was very, very, very poor. And yet it never stopped him. Because Talmud Torah is not stopped by any outside um, containments because of its nature, it's something that's that it, it's beyond, it transcends that. It's true 
for Nisyonos, the Parsham, we don't have, like poverty and Xerus and stuff like that. It's also true about things we do struggle with, which are a personal sense of limitation. Every person who's made it up to this point in yeshiva feels, he knows, he's, he's, he's gotten a sense of where his abilities, where his ability to concentrate, his mental abilities, and everything else about it. But once we understand that Torah has in itself that aspect of transcending limitation, that's the etzim Kedusha of Torah, that's the etzim Matana of Torah, that's the Nekudah of Yaakov. It's a Nakhlui Mitzarah. And if we, it, it, we can never know in advance what is it that will accomplish if we put ourselves to it. People are amazingly surprised at how much they accomplish, and more than that, how much they begin to enjoy and they begin to, to thrill to the process of learning. It's common. You, you take a look year after year in yeshiva, you look at people down the road five years and 10 years and 15 years, and you see people who gave it the serious attention it needed to, they didn't only accumulate more information based on ability, their abilities changed, their interests changed, their, their cheshek changed, and everything like it. So, Be'ez Hashem, understanding that the greatest gift of Tom Torah gives you is that your own capacity for it grows with it. Just like Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz Tzvi, that, that, the, that the, um, the, the, the container of the deer grows with the deer. The, 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 its skin is very subtle, very, very soft. And as the deer becomes more fat over the summer, it gradually, the skin just stretches to fit it. The same thing is true in Torah. Yisrael has that school of Shabbos, we said, and in Nefesh Adam, Torah does it. So, Be'ez Hashem, Bar Hashem, Zohar Tabinah Mokram Torah, and just knowing and understanding that it's not only you're filling up your, your capacities, but your capacities are growing with the learning, it's very helpful. When a person knows that as the process goes on, it's not only he'll have accomplished despite difficulties, but he will transcend difficulties. Things will start becoming easier, more intriguing, more pleasant, more desirable. That's the gift that Torah gives us. Bez Hashem, we should all be zeichah in a Makam Torah like this, we should all be zeichah to keep the process going and to become much, much bigger people and with much bigger kli at the end of the process than, than we were when we started the process.